0: You're listening to A Journey in American English. Hello everyone and welcome back. In today's episode, Chris and I want to expound upon what we talked about last week. For a brief recap, we talked about legalization and acceptance of drugs in modern American culture and how these things have been gaining legalization and acceptance more and more, especially within the past 20 years. However, he and I didn't have a lot of time to talk about the darker side of things related to drugs, such as how drugs can affect your ability to hold on a job because you might lose your license due to DWIs, driving while intoxicated, the effects that prescription painkillers can have on you, how tobacco is slowly being replaced by vaping, and also how the war on drugs is highly ineffective and, in our opinion, has hurt more people than it has actually helped. These are the topics that we want to discuss today. So, with that being said, I hope you enjoy. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back, everyone. (laughs) How are you? Uh, it was quite a week, but it was good. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good.
0: Uh, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you call an alligator in a vest? Ooh, I don't know. An what? investigator. Oh, <laughs> all right. I like that. That's good. Yeah, it's pretty bad, though. I found that on Facebook. Um, it's painfully bad, and that's why it's good. Yeah, it's like a dad joke, but I thought it was funny. A good wordplay. No, this week has actually been kind of very boring. (laughs) Nothing happens here, except, you know, they're making laws a lot stricter. Um, The chancellor just got vaccinated the other day, or I think it was last night, actually.
1: So I don't know. That's a good sign. I got my uh, final vaccine this last Sunday. So six days ago. I haven't even gotten one. (laughs) yeah i I will say though um i was pretty lucky in the whole thing uh my first vaccine the only side effect i had was a sore arm for like three to five days and honestly it hurt a decent amount like it was kind of hard to sleep but that was it Uh i I knew some people who were tired for days or feverish and then my Uh second one my arm just hurt for like two days and not nearly as bad so Mm. apparently i was very lucky the whole way through that's a very weird side effect I can't remember the last time I even had a vaccine
0: for anything, really. I think that was probably like four or five years ago. No, the, the program here is really bad. Um, they're, they're just kind of dragging their feet and hemming and hawing and wondering if they should use this one over this one or if that vaccine is good, or if that one's better.
1: And I'm sure it didn't help with recent news about uh, blood clotting yeah. due to certain vaccines and... No, that's
0: why. Like, don't quote me on this, but I believe it was the AstraZeneca version that they stopped using, or at least they put a ban on it because of the blood clots. Um, which, I mean, it it sounds scary. Like, I don't want to get a blood clot. I mean, who does? Right.
1: Um, a friend of we I was talking with that about a few with a few friends of mine, and one of them is like, "Yes, it sounds scary, but it's like six cases." in 1 million, the odds of you having a blood clot in you know, like childbirth or this or that way higher. Yeah, I mean, I, I
0: understand people like to reason like that. I try to avoid that kind of reasoning because that's the kind of reasoning they used at the beginning of the pandemic to where they say it's only, only like 2% of the cases are fatal. And if you look at it like that, it doesn't sound that bad. And then someone used an argument that I thought was really good which was like basically take 2% of your family and then say which 2% you could do without. And so I'm always kind of uh, iffy on using that kind of logic, but I know what you mean. Uh, But still, like there are always side effects, like for any, like even for like, uh, what is it? Like aspirin, you know? Oh yeah.
1: But you have side Um, effects
0: for everything. So I wouldn't really get too worried.
1: Yeah, when you, anytime you put anything in your body, like, you know, something is going to happen it's not just going to do exactly what it says it's going to do there's other things in it yeah my my wife
0: uh said to me like if you read through the package of uh, the instructions on on birth control and what the side effects are you'd never take it like the the, the list is so long um it's just crazy but that's kind of ties into our topic which is drugs which we didn't finish last time
1: yeah drugs part two <laughs> turns out there's a lot to talk about who would have guessed
0: yeah so I think what I felt what I felt was missing was that we didn't really touch on the war on drugs
1: right um, and that was a <clears throat> excuse me that was a huge part of uh, I know you're just a few years older than me so I'm sure you had the same experience do you remember yeah. dare
0: yeah What does it mean, though? I can't remember. Uh,
1: I can't remember, but D.A.R.E. was basically uh, a program that they had during our childhood in late 90s, early 2000s. For all I know, it still exists, but that's when we were exposed to it. Basically, they made, um, you know, educational videos and they would send people to your school telling you, hey, drugs are bad. They also kind of went into the stranger danger territory. I remember when I was in first grade or something like that, one of the guys came to our school and said, hey, like, I know I'm here right now and I seem friendly and, you know, that's that's great and all and we're having a good time. But if you bump into me at like the, the sporting goods store, the grocery store, you shouldn't come and talk to me just because, you know, you don't really know me. So there was, it wasn't all bad. There was some, there was some good tips in there.
0: Oh, the internet, the dangers of the internet. That's a We have to talk about that sometime about how dangerous that can be. yeah I don't want I don't want to get sidetracked, but yeah, that's uh that's a good topic for another day. But onto the whole like dare and stranger danger. Yeah, I do remember that. Um in school, say no to drugs. And I think we got like a milder version of it in the nineties as opposed to the eighties, because in the 80s you had like the the crack epidemic. And and if you go back and watch those cartoons from the 80s, like they'll scare you like I mean (laughs) well I mean that's what they
1: were trying to do yeah like we were talking about last week I don't know if anyone's had a chance to go look into it but those Montana methods that were on tv in the 2000s those were like terrifying and apps like in a very too real kind of way yeah and uh man that was huge here (laughs) yeah I didn't get a chance
0: to look at them to be honest but but in general like those those ads are really, really scary. But I think the, the the wording we use is very interesting, because if you go to like, the war, and I think George Caron was the one who said this, but I'm not exactly sure. If we don't like anything, we just declare war on it. So we declared war on on racism, we've declared war on terrorism, we've declared war on drugs, we've declared war on poverty. And on all the things we've declared war we're, we're kind of losing <laughs> if, yes if, if, if you look at it like we're not really winning and i think it has to do with the fact that there was never going to be like the the leader of drugs that we were ever going to defeat and there's yes no- you're not
1: going to find the leader of drugs hiding in some cave somewhere
0: yeah or terrorism or poverty and that's kind of it's like a like a wild goose chase really
1: it's nothing you're ever going to defeat And also the argument against it is I would consider very un-American. You hear this argument a lot of times, especially when all the debates around legalizing marijuana were cropping up. Like, Hmm. why should we do this? What is the benefit? But to me, that's a very un-American argument. Like, we shouldn't need a benefit. Aren't we the United States of America? Isn't our whole thing that we like to just do whatever we want? We we like to be free. Do we need a reason to do something? We should just need a reason to not do something. It oh, you be. Mean... Go on. Yeah, like, if we shouldn't have to prove that something is worthwhile to do as a personal freedom. We should have to prove that something is not worthwhile and dangerous to have as a personal freedom. It should by default be a freedom and then upon further examination be taken away. To me, the argument against that is counterintuitive to what this country is based on
0: yeah i would wholeheartedly agree with that i i view that as more of like a top-down approach uh in which we basically say everything is okay and then we slowly examine things as they come up yes Um, so let's say for example you have like 100 freedoms like if you could even count them And we would say all 100 things are allowed. And then we kind of realize, okay, 0.81 isn't really that good. That should probably be illegal. 0.72 needs some revision. And that's kind of how we do it. Whereas some people kind of want to work backwards to where like everything is not allowed. And then we just kind of see like what is okay, what isn't okay.
1: Yes. And America is supposed to be the first system. Everything is supposed to be unlocked by default. And then we slowly pare things down as needed. yeah
0: no yeah i think i think americans most americans have a flawed understanding of what freedom is um because freedom doesn't doesn't mean in my in my view um i believe freedom is basically you're allowed to do what you want with respect to the rights of others so for example i'm allowed to like swing my fists my arms but the freedom to do that kind of ends at your nose and beyond that, I'm not allowed to do anything. The same goes for you. Whereas I feel like a lot of, you know, our fellow Americans have this view of, I could just do whatever I want <laughs> and no one can stop I mean, me. You can, there's just going to be consequences. And people don't want consequences. And that's a huge problem is there's no, there's no freedom without consequences. Everything has consequences. Mm-hmm. But if we get back to like, like the part with drugs, I believe this whole thing started really like the real birth of the war on drugs started with Nixon in the seventies. I mean, before drugs didn't really have that big of a reputation. If you think of like, like opium, for example, that was often connected to the Chinese and people saw the Chinese as being lazy and always smoking opium. So he had like these opium houses in California.
1: And of course Um, there was the original, you know, anti-marijuana
0: yeah campaigns we about last
1: but week. that's yeah we kind of talked about that last week to block him but i think you're right that's when like the whole across the board drugs are bad war kind of began
0: yeah and then all that started coming in from south america you know and then a lot of these countries kind of got a bad rap so the biggest one being colombia like when you think of colombia unfortunately that's one of the few things you think of um or in or mexico you know
1: oh yes absolutely
0: and that's that's really unfortunate because i know these countries
1: have a lot more to offer than <laughs> just that but i i but... want to say and i feel bad about this uh it might i might even not be a good, correct memory but the first thing i always think of when i think of Colombia is there was a anthony bourdain episode where he was in Colombia and he was with the local police there and they had mm. confiscated like a mountain of cocaine like oh like a small hill of packages like large packages of cocaine and they were just like destroying it and he was like wow this is really weird because he you know he i'm pretty sure he used to be pretty big into cocaine and drugs the whole kitchen lifestyle but it was man i feel bad that that's where my head goes when i think of them but it's i can't stop it i mean i, I could learn more about the country and correct it but as of now that's where it goes
0: yeah i don't think Americans are very good at geography. Uh, not necessarily talking about you, but I mean in general, it's very hard for Americans really to talk about countries with respect to their history. Um, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find people who can find countries in Europe and place them on a map. But
1: I, uh, I could do okay, but probably not very well. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be pretend to be that much better.
0: I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna pretend to be like a geography buff and know where everything is in the world. I have a rough understanding, <laughs> but like. i'm not gonna be able to place everything Mm. but like you have this war on drugs and so it's been ongoing and i don't think it's a war we can actually win and i believe no it's a war against human nature yeah that's that's the problem and it's not that you're punishing the drugs i think it's that you're punishing the people you're punishing people who are just you know victims of addiction basically
1: right and then even if somehow you wipe out every every chemically made drug in the world you destroy every piece of equipment used to make it you wipe all recipes of how to make it from everyone's mind yeah there's still going to be the natural stuff which maybe you could work on making extinct but at the end of the day eventually someone's going to walk out into the woods and find a new mushroom no one's found before and put it in their mouth and it's going to be a psychedelic drug like it's not going away.
0: Yeah, but I don't, I don't think you're going to be able to get rid of it. And to a, to a certain extent, I don't know if I actually really care. Um, I care <laughs> only to the respect that it like what it does to people. Right. But there is a certain amount of personal freedom and personal responsibility that should allow for these things. That's why we allow people to drink. That's why we allow people to smoke and uh, and whatnot. So. Right. But of course it doesn't exist in a vacuum so it's not like everyone can just have drugs and then everything's okay it doesn't really work i find it interesting that even though um uh even though the, the laws are so harsh are so draconian like for example in some countries i don't want to name any but in some countries you you get the death penalty for importing drugs uh, so there are plenty of these smugglers who will import cocaine or, or heroin and won't even realize that it's against the law with the, with respect to like you know the death penalty and they get the death penalty. So it's I think people are always going to do it so we have to find a better approach than just you know declaring war on it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, part of it is creating a society where uh, needing, an escape to the amount where it would be problematic is not attractive. Mm-hmm. Um so we were kind of talking about this earlier there are, i i never <laughs> uh, never really got the serious answer from you but i have at least oh. known people who said uh you know they grew up in a small town in the middle of nowhere in montana the only thing to do when you're in high school is to drink and get into trouble. Oh so if they had other things to do you know they probably they maybe they probably would have still drank some but you know i doubt it would have been as much of a problem
0: yeah i i said that um i'm from like a small town where dancing is illegal
1: and i was an idiot and believed him for a solid yeah, 10, 15 and,
0: seconds and I, <laughs> I thought that was dirty dancing but it's not dirty dancing it's footloose footloose is the movie where like rock music and dancing are illegal in the city and the guy really wants to dance. Like he has the music in him, but it's illegal. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm not from a small town, so I'm near from St. Louis, Missouri, but not small. But that is kind of typical, a, a typical trope of American life. You know, you're from a small town, you got nothing to do, uh, then you do drugs, you drink. You know, like what do they say? The devil's hands or idle hands do the devil's work. Yes, something, something like that.
1: Yes. And also, if you think about it, you've seen a lot of videos on YouTube where it's like redneck engineering where, you know, some bored people throw together some scrap they found around and they make like a crazy tree swing or a slide or a ramp or something. And half the time it's pretty cool and half the time someone gets pretty hurt. I mean, I bet a lot of that is people in small towns with not much to do and they're like, well well, I've been staring at this pile of junk for a while and I'm starting to connect some dots. Maybe I can entertain myself with this for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of small towns in in the U.S., contrary to popular belief. There are plenty of pockets in the U.S. Really? Yeah, there's still plenty of pockets.
1: People think think that the U.S. doesn't have small towns? Not really. The country's huge and we don't (laughs) honestly have that many people compared to our size. There's a lot of small towns.
0: The U.S. is about as big like canada is bigger than the u.s only about like 10 percent and it has 35 million people i think and the u.s has 350 million so like there's like almost no one in canada but to canada's defense um a lot of it isn't like actually inhabitable so yeah i
1: believe i believe the stat is 90 percent of canada's population live within 100 miles of the u.s border
0: yeah and it's the same thing like for example with japan like there are 130 million people in japan and the majority of japan isn't really suitable for life because it's too rocky or
1: it's you just can't build Mm -hmm. so which by the way i have to share this fun fact because i learned this recently and it kind of blew my mind uh if you are a human and you live on the planet earth there is roughly a one in 200 chance you live in tokyo really isn't that nuts? Isn't that just nuts how big Tokyo is? Even though that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, just a fun fact.
0: It just no, kind of blows my mind. I think yeah, I think Tokyo is it's crazy. I don't know the population.
1: I think it's like 30 million. But it's a little more than that, but yeah, roughly. Uh, anyway, getting yeah. off this sidetrack that has nothing to do with what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty pretty much like the like the war on drugs. Um I just, I don't like the language. And You know you get rid of or if i like backtrack a bit that's definitely been become like a great part of our culture in music and movies um like everyone knows scarface like the famous scene where he's sitting there you know mountain of cocaine yeah it's just or like netflix so like i've been trying to learn spanish for example um or improve my spanish because my spanish is terrible and i've been looking for like a series to watch on netflix of course, in Spanish, a Spanish series, and almost all of them are about like uh, drugs, uh, contract killers, uh, stuff like that, murder for hire, and and people, and these shows are like like the most popular show on Netflix, and it's just all about drugs and gangs, which also ties into the war on drugs. Is that a lot of these street gangs? That's 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 their bread and butter
1: in the yeah. US. That I mean, that's we give them power by making by giving them a black market. Yeah, yeah, that's why they
0: want to legalize uh, marijuana, cannabis. I believe they're doing that to Mexico, with the hopes of um, curtailing violence. So it would be
1: nice, but we're probably going to find a lot of dead politicians in Mexico because that's what (laughs) happens when they make any move against the cartels.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately.
1: I will say this. So this is interesting. Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, I was in the yearbook and our state senator, Senator John Tester, was coming to our school to give a talk to one of the classes. I don't know why a senator was coming to talk to like 20 people, uh, but he was coming. I was in yearbook. I'm like, cool, I'll take a camera, get some shots. Uh, so, and he's still our senator, by the way. Hmm. I asked, and this was probably nine years ago. And I was asked, I I at one point asked him like, hey, how do you feel about the legalization of marijuana? This is back when I was in high school. Like personally, I had no real interest in marijuana. I honestly don't even know why I asked this, but I I was like, look, you know, us having marijuana be illegal is giving, you know, a lot of power to Mexican drug cartels and, and just criminals in general. So how would you feel about that? And he was like, "No, definitely not. You can't do that." And what's funny is now it's becoming more politically acceptable. He's like, "Yeah, why not?"
0: So, yeah. I, I think it's uh, I think like one or two points, and then we can move on to the next topic you wanted to touch on. I think this is a prime example of if you can't beat them, then join them. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's not that they think it's a good thing they just think allowing it is the lesser of two evils or will lead to less evil so to speak
1: yes i also have to understand and i hate that this is a thing he's a democrat in montana and if you want to well if you want to survive as a democrat in montana you have to be like a pseudo republican half the time Hmm. so you gotta try to not rock the boat oh i hate I don't want to say hate, but I'm not a
0: fan of American politics just because it's so it's so divisive.
1: Yeah, uh, but I also did want to talk about something that sure. I didn't even think about until you ca- casually brought it up like 10 minutes ago. Okay, shoot. Uh, cigarettes, nicotine. Oh. Those are drugs. Yeah, And it's gone through a massive change uh, in the last 20, 30 years in this country.
0: Yeah, that's true. So you had the Marlboro. What was the name of the Marlboro, man? Uh... This- the camel well that was that's a different company oh. that's a different company so the Marlboro Man you know with the cowboy boots the cowboy hat and
1: oh yeah the commercials like yeah. hey look how cool this guy is Didn't, don't you wish you were cool like him
0: and when I was in school I thought that was I thought he was cool um and then then you realize like what the dangers are of smoking and whatnot but for the most part funny enough smoking or for those who don't know unless it's changed doing ads for cigarettes in the u.s is illegal so you don't actually see them like on tv anymore but
1: uh that is as far as i know that's true i can't remember the last time i saw a cigarette ad not that i watch a lot of tv well i don't
0: know but it's been like illegal for like almost like 20 years but like in in germany you can't i don't think they're allowed to do it in tv either but you're allowed to publish them like in magazines and and stuff so you see them a lot Mm -hmm. i don't
1: I don't know if this is an experience you had as a child, Hmm. but in Montana, when I was young, I remember you go to a restaurant, they say smoking or non-smoking. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And then, you know, we take non-smoking and then at a certain point, uh, it became a law like, Hey, you can't let minors, anyone under 18 into an establishment that allows smoking. And I remember being really upset about this. And this is like, the most privileged thing to possibly be upset over we went to a bar and casino on one end of town one day and they were doing like an unlimited prime rib kind of thing and i was yeah. like oh man this is they took me to i'm like this is amazing and then they passed that law and i'm like you're saying i have to wait like 8 years to come back yeah <laughs> but they, then yeah they the the law advanced so that you just can't smoke inside in the state of montana anywhere and then go ahead no i was gonna say which i think is good but go on yes i as someone who has asthma uh i agree (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and and then there's just i don't know if there's state laws or city ordinances or how they're doing it but slowly and this is happening everywhere it's becoming less and less and less uh welcoming of smokers you want to go smoke okay walk 30 feet that way stand away from everyone nobody wants to see you nobody wants to be near you and I kind of feel bad for like the people who are in too deep to really quit. There's someone I work with who smokes. And, you know, when he goes to smoke, he has to, you know, walk 30 feet away from, go outside, walk 30 feet away from the building. Apparently they recent there was recently, um, the standing ashtray they had out there
0: mm-hmm. got
1: so full that it caught on fire. So they just got rid of it.
0: Hmm. Oh, so wow.
1: I'm like, I feel bad for him, but like, part of me is like, okay, I I understand. We don't want to make this at all attractive. And, The kids got their vapes and stuff nowadays, which is, I don't know, a lot of people say is better. Apparently, some studies are saying that it's worse in some ways. Honestly, I don't think we'll really know for 10, 15 years what the long-term differences are going to be.
0: Well, my, my thinking is that smoking just doesn't just harm you. It harms other people near you. So secondhand smoke. Yes. Which is just as dangerous if not more so than a regular smoke and i'm fine with them banning it and like you, you like you can't smoke in a hospital anymore like that hasn't been allowed in like over 30 years so and like when you watch these old movies where people are smoking in hospitals you think like that's so crazy but it used to be the norm whereas now that would be like unthinkable and i think t- that would still be banned just due to like oxygen tanks and stuff yeah i mean it does seem sensible to like ban it like you know why would you smoke like you wouldn't smoke at a gas station like why would you smoke in a hospital (laughs) right like there's a bunch of stuff that can catch on fire but you mentioned vaping which i think is a perfect example of people trying to replace one vice with another in the hopes that the replacement is somehow better but you're just like switching poisons
1: i and again i i've i've known people who have been like there was someone I used to know who unfortunately passed away in a motorcycle mm. accident, way too young. But he he once said it was like, look, it's my life's mission. Like when I see people smoking, like stop that, that's bad for you. Vape is better. And he was right. like, look, you you get your, you get your nick buzz, you get you get your satisfaction, but this is better for you. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what he was about, and like, you know, nothing is nothing is a one to one equivalent realistically it's probably better in some ways and worse than other ways who knows what the total comes to again i don't think we'll know for a while but well i mean we
0: had this um this surge in like uh, vape cases a couple of years back to where it started attacking the lungs and oh i'm sure you're inhaling water vapor in your lungs it's not where that's supposed to go yeah i think what was was the company's name
1: jewel yeah and... probably
0: yeah, and they're basically marketing to kids. Which... Well, yeah, because
1: they have all the fun flavors and everything, yeah. which were made illegal in the state here. And then I guess the pandemic happened and it's still illegal, but nobody cares because I have some family that still vapes and they definitely still have all their flavored vapes because I can smell it. And, and I don't really mind it that much. Like, I, I, again, I should mind and I should mind secondhand smoke, but I'm exposed to it so rarely that I'm like, oh, it's kind of a nice smell. But but I'm I'm weird and I like the smell of things like that. Well,
0: I mean, like if I'm I try not to get exposed to it. I just don't like the smell of of cigarettes. What I think is terrible is when people smoke in cars with their children. Oh yeah. And, and don't don't was, hop
1: box your kids.
0: Yeah, that was originally banned here. So like driving yeah, with your with the windows up or even like with the windows down with your kids in the car is illegal. I think it's interesting that you're allowed to smoke and drive but you're not allowed to drink and drive because the thinking behind drinking and driving is that you're intoxicated so that prohibits you from driving properly. But if you think about smoking, you have a bunch of smoke in your face and like what happens if you hit a bump and that cigarette falls down into your car? Well, now you got a fire in your car or you right. got a lot of
1: or you got a lot of smoke in your face and you can't see properly. So and, and to be completely fair, it is slightly mind altering, but like I'm not gonna go out and say, like, you know, don't nick buzz and drive. Cause it's like uh, it, yeah, it'd be that's... like having a cup cup of coffee and driving. Like
0: that's no true. one's gonna
1: ban that, but still.
0: Yeah, but cigarettes are bad for you. Um yes, yes.
1: I mean, so... I you know, I've smoked like a tiny bit, like I've never smoked a cigarette. Like I've had a couple cigars, it's not like it could be like a nice little thing to do. I don't think I've had one in like three, or four years, but it's like it's it's like something you can like treat yourself to every now and again, but like as the dependency, uh, you know, I need to smoke X amount of cigarettes a day to like feel functional, like I hate that, I hate it very much. If you're
0: one of those kind of people that can actually smoke and not get addicted, then more power to you. But I think you'd be in the minority. Uh I've never smoked, I've never even tried it. But mm-hmm. I mean, people just like smoking because you hear this whole thing like I only smoke when I drink. So I know some people who can actually do that, you know, where they smoke like two cigarettes on the weekend just for fun. But that realistically, that those people are in the minority.
1: You're so. right. And even that's kind of a dangerous amount. Like, yeah, that's getting to like, you know, when you're on a schedule like that, that's <laughs> you could call that a habit like that. It can go from there. Um, there's a True. difference between like I'll have two cigarettes on the weekend to like you know, hey, it's we're having a big celebration. So-and-so is getting married. Let's break out the cigars or whatever. Like, I would say there's a difference.
0: Yeah, that's true. I love it when people try to justify it with like the health benefits. So I'm pretty sure you've heard of like the health or pseudo health benefits of like drinking wine and how
1: it's like good for your heart and whatnot. And liver. Okay. Yeah. So this is, this <laughs> is what I've read and this may or may not be true and this this is what I've read to be the optimal thing to do with alcohol yeah you drink it's like half a glass of red wine every day Mm -hmm. would is somewhat beneficial to your heart and it works your liver enough that it's like working a muscle like it's getting exercise but you're not Uh, damaging it that's kind uh, of how I've interpreted it
0: yeah, but I think I'm not a doctor, so like I don't think anyone should quote me. But I think your organs work regardless of whether or not you think you're working them. I mean, that's the whole point of having them. Otherwise, you know, you you'd be walking around and you'd be yellow. <laughs> I, you have, but
1: you, your your arms work no matter what you do. But you know, you can spend some attention on your mu- on your arm muscles and make them stronger. Okay, touche. That's a that's a valid point. Um, but yeah, before we
0: we go, because you talked about driver's license and i i really think it's an interesting topic and i don't want to make the whole episode about drugs but but, um you talked about or we talked about a couple episodes ago that you're that we're highly dependent or americans are highly dependent on driving and yes driver's license and that kind of goes hands in hand goes hand in hand with well drinking yes if you drink and drive um if you're lucky The only thing that happens is you lose your license and you don't lose your life or someone dies. So Uh,
1: unfortunately, that's not true.
0: That's definitely not true. That happens more often than not. But
1: no, I mean, there are lots of places. uh, Montana and Wyoming are examples. We are notoriously bad about punishing people who drink and drive. There have been cases of people drinking and driving and getting pulled over three or four times.
0: Wait, really? And they get to keep their license. Eventually,
1: you're going to lose it. But
0: okay. I, I yeah thought it was a so
1: given. <laughs> no i wish uh because it's pretty bad here
0: no it's a given here um so if you drink and drive i mean they'll take your license right, away right away um, yeah
1: i I don't know why we're so i i, I yeah I, I don't know what the reasoning is for not having harsher laws about that because you know there are times where you hear oh so and so was hit by a drunk driver and died like yeah it's really sad the guy who, who hit him you know, was pulled over two times last year for drinking and driving. Like, well, why is he still on the road? See, I, I hope
0: I'm not repeating myself because I can't remember if I've said this before, but I think it's because Americans view driving as uh, a privilege, or sorry, viewed as a right and not a privilege. So- mm, Yes,
1: it is basically a necessity, especially in lower population areas like Montana and Wyoming, where things are more spread out.
0: Whereas in other countries, so especially Europe, um, it's seen as a privilege which is why it's so hard to get a license here and while you'll find plenty of people in their 30s and 40s who don't have one um, because it just costs so much time and money so right. the, a- the average license here costs around two grand maybe whereas in like the US it's like 10 bucks <laughs> I mean I paid 10 bucks for my license like 15 years ago
1: So, mm. and you know what do you do say you're a guy you you drink and drive right you get your license taken away you live not just in a small town but you live say three four miles outside of that small town Mm. what do you do how do you move forward in life yeah that's that's true so So... i kind of get the reasoning but it's like look nobody forced you to have that drink nobody forced you to get in that car so at a certain point you know you need a level of accountability i mean there are lots of places that are like in between what you're thinking of where you drink and drive and you lose your license or here where you drink and drive and like, Hey, no, no young man, uh, where you'll, you know, maybe your license will get suspended for three to six months. And then after that, they put a breathalyzer in your car. You have to breathe into before your engine will start for a certain amount of time.
0: Yeah. I've heard about those
1: things. I wonder if they really actually work though. I've heard they I've talked to people who have used them before. Apparently they work. Mm -hmm. That's kind of an example of kind of how in this country, uh, if you kind of make a wrong step with drugs, your life can spiral downward real quick. Yeah, well, I
0: said you lose your license, but I don't mean like forever. Like, I guess it would be better to say like a suspended license. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you'll lose it for, don't quote me on this, but let's say for like three months or like half a year, but you'll eventually get it back. Now, there mm-hmm. are cases where they'll take it away forever. Um, yes, repeat offenders. Yeah, exactly. But like I said, don't quote me. But yeah, yeah, I mean, drugs, I think it's really hard to get good help because the health care system is not really equipped for that those kind of things. And a lot of people just can't afford the health care. So you just get it kind of stuck.
1: Yeah, and if you're having, you know, and if you're in one of those situations where, you know, it's beyond like, hey, I was at the bar, I had a few drinks and I didn't feel like, you know, taking a cab home or picking up my car. Like you're an alcoholic and you're addicted or whatever drug you're yeah. on and you get pulled over and you say you have your license suspended for three months. In most places, you're not going to easily be able to make it to your job. There's a good chance you're going to lose your job. Um, yeah. E- even, even if you're managed to make it to work, there are places where like, hey, uh, you just got a DUI. You we're we're not letting you stay here. Um so then you know you have a worse job and then your options mm. become more limited. And even if you do keep it, you're gonna have to pay a cab or something to go to work every day, and that's gonna cost a lot of money. You know, it, it spirals down quickly.
0: Yeah. For for those that don't know, DUI is driving under the influence um, yes. of any drug. Yeah, not just alcohol. Um you also have DWI, don't you? Driving while intoxicated? Uh,
1: isn't I don't know. I think that might be an older term, but I mean, is... they're the same thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Either way, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> it's illegal. But... Yes.
1: And I will say, I don't know how it is in Germany, but there's kind mm. of like, it's, it's not just a straight don't drink and drive, even though that's what they tell you. Mm. There is a blood alcohol content. So you can have, you could probably oh, yeah. legally have say two week to medium beers and still be legally fine to drink it's Uh, morally questionable uh but you know people people do that because you get off work you go to a bar or restaurant you have one or two drinks you go home nobody's hmm. gonna dump their car off that's just not how things work here
0: no it's the same here i don't remember what the limit is but you do have a limit but it's so low uh like even just having a couple of beers is enough
1: to get you in trouble. I believe it's 0.08% here. I know some states, I think, are 0. 0.06. I mean, I get it.
0: You know, you just got enough work. You want to have a beer. And, like, I guess realistically speaking, depending on the person, maybe one beer isn't actually that bad. But it definitely is morally questionable if you should actually do that.
1: Yes. I mean, there have been a couple times where I've been in that situation, and I'm like, okay. I'm not good. So what I did is I I sit at the bar for like another hour, hang out with people and drink a lot of water and wait. And then you wait until you're good and you go.
0: Yeah, I do that too. Um, Like if I, I don't really go to bars that much, definitely not now, but yeah. um, That's kind of like my limit, like with drinking is what I feel okay to drive. And basically, I use it kind of as like a barometer. So I basically drink to the point to where uh, it's no longer safe for me to drive. Like at the like, you know, you're starting to feel kind of tipsy. And once I get to that point of drinking, I just kind of stop. And it's not like I would then go and drive, but that's just like my, because there's there was this, um, you obviously don't know this because this was a, an ad campaign in Germany, but there's this ad campaign called uh, Know Your Limit, and they were having kind of the problem that people were, that the u.s was having with vapes and these different flavors in that you had like these water coolers that were uh yeah very sweet and a lot of un- uh, inexperienced drinkers didn't really realize how strong they were
1: oh so you they, mean wine coolers
0: yeah thank you what did i say sorry i, said water I was imagine i was imagining yeah, a sorry, water sorry.
1: cooler in an office <laughs> filled with vodka or something
0: no, no. sorry yeah it's not water cooler water coolers for you know where you store water i mean wine cooler thank you very much so yeah they would drink like these wine coolers and they would drink like 4 or 5 of them at once and then like in an hour you would realize oh my god like i'm super drunk. Yep. And a lot of these people would like drink themselves into a coma because they didn't realize oh, like Oh god. Yeah cuz i mean you know you're 16 17 you've never really had anything to drink and you and you and like the sweetness of the drink kind of uh, covers the alcohol kind of masks the alcohol so you don't really notice it. And so they've been doing like this campaign of like know your limit and don't drink too much and whatnot here in Germany. So, but but yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be really careful not to drink and drive.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that used to concern me a lot with my dad, uh, but then then I kind of understood like okay, you can. <laughs> You can have a beer or two at this restaurant with dinner. We're going to be here 2 hours, it'll probably be fine. But well, that's okay. Um... Yeah, as a kid it's hard to understand, you know. As a kid the world is very black and white, especially growing up with like the dare campaign and all the war on drug stuff. They say this is bad end of story, never do this. Not really acknowledging grays. And I think that's kind of part of the problem with the war on drugs is yeah i think some people might have like well i've done it so i'm in i guess i'm in all the way now
0: yeah that that's that there's not a lot of room for gray area i know they try to schedule i know they classify these drugs as like what are they called like schedule one schedule two drugs or something
1: yes which marijuana is still federally a schedule one drug which is a classification higher than heroin
0: yeah so i i get it I mean, it makes the world easier when you can just kind of put them into neat little boxes, but it doesn't really work in it uh, and it breaks down on, on a local level. And you realize this because a lot of people have suffered from like the opioid ep- epidemic and I wanted to talk on this, but I, I forgot about it, <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to do like a whole nother episode about, about drugs, but like one last point I wanted to touch on was like painkillers and, oh, yeah. and those are definitely drugs. But they're not really viewed that way. And I've known plenty of people who've gotten, had like a legitimate accident. And then they get addicted to painkillers. And oh, yeah.
1: The, I mean, that's kind of a big thing with the opioid epidemic is you yeah. get, you, get, um, you get these really powerful painkillers and you become dependent on them. And once your prescription runs out, a lot of people turn to street drugs to kind of scratch that itch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was real bad i've i've known plenty of people um whose lives have been destroyed by that
1: yeah and they you know they i I don't know if you've heard this but something they were pushing a few years ago is hey you get you got this prescription for painkillers yeah use use what you need if you have leftovers throw them away Uh, which to me I'm kind of like a hoarder, waste not, want not kind of person. So it's like, why would I throw away perfectly good drugs? What if I ever need them? Because I remember there was once I was a teenager, my grandma wanted me to like look at some uh, water vaporizer or something. And Mm -hmm. I bent over to look at it. All of a sudden, my back just like completely seized up. And I felt like an 80 year old man. Like I was in like extreme pain, hunched over. I could Mm -hmm. barely move. She helped me like walk over to a chair and she's like, hold on a second. And she like gave me a pill and like, here, take this. And I took and like, okay, what was that? Like, Oh, that's like a really old uh, muscle relaxer, like high strength muscle relaxer from when your grandpa was alive. And I'm like, Hmm, that's probably not good, but I'm really glad you have that. (laughs) (laughs) Cause that was, that was really painful.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you got to keep in mind as that the drugs expire. So
1: yes. you're, And you know, you're not a doctor, and you're playing with something you don't fully understand. But that's true. It's that's a true. resource. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we're running out of time, and I got nothing left to say on the topic. Really, I don't know uh, if you got like a if you got something else you want to add before we go.
1: Um, sure. Coffee is technically a drug. Tech. That's tech. about it. How about that? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess one last point on that. That reminds me of the episode of Futurama where Fry drinks 100 cups of coffee <laughs> and. <laughs> he hits 100 and hits Nirvana. Yeah, he becomes like a god or something and he can slow down time. It's super hilarious. Uh, but show is so good. Yeah, it really is. Or energy drinks. Um, oh, that, yeah. Those are terrible. I used you to. You know work what?
1: With,
0: hmm?
1: I was going to say, real last point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it is in Europe right now, but in the U.S., like zero or next to zero calorie, no sugar, no anything energy drinks are becoming really popular. And they kind of scare me because they're like, oh, we have no carbs. No, we have no nothing in us. Like, well, what do you have in you that's like amping people up? Because that's kind (laughs) of scary.
0: Yeah, I'm always I'm always suspicious when they say like no fat, no sugar, because, you know, because like, think about it. If you eat something and on the package it says no sugar, but it's sweet, well, th- then you can logically conclude, hmm, they probably put something in there to make it sweet, even though it's not technically sugar, but it's still sweet. So yes. that should, uh, you know, make you kind of pause and think.
1: Yeah, and that artificial sweetener is not good for you.
0: No, it's definitely not. But like I said a couple of minutes early, uh, early in the episode, it's just trading one vice for another. That, that's all it is. So. And advice is still advice. With that being said, uh, if you've got nothing else, I've got nothing. Uh, I think
1: we're good for real
0: now. Thanks so much uh, for, for listening, and as always, if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, feel free to contact us.
1: Yes, uh, please let us know.
0: Yeah, let us know. Otherwise, see you next week.
1: Yep, have a fantastic
0: <laughs> week, everyone. Bye. Bye.